0: Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling
1: Methodology, Brandon Mulrennan. So you guys, welcome back. I have a, uh, another special guest who was on the podcast before, and she sells real estate in Hawaii. Lucky her, we're all having to sell real estate in, uh, I would imagine markets not as glorious as Hawaii, but uh, Marlene, welcome back to the show, my friend. Oh, did I lose you? Hi. Did I lose
0: you? Yeah, you got me, uh, yeah.
1: Oops, sorry, yeah, so the internet cut out, but you're back now. All right, so welcome, okay. welcome, welcome back for round two.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it was I knew it was coming. So I had to make sure I I hit it
1: I love <laughs> this it. year. I love it. Well, let's talk about it. That's why I wanted to have you back on the show because uh for those of you uh we, we we did an interview. How long ago has it been since the last time we did this?
0: It's actually been less than a year. I think we did it in December.
1: Okay, so December, and we're doing this now in early uh, September, right? Mm -hmm. So about nine months later. So that'll that'll give the audience Marlene a little context, right? So when we first, when I first had you on the podcast, you we talked about that was when you first got started in the business, is that right?
0: Right. Yes. All right. Cool.
1: Yeah. So I want to walk people through the transition from. Um, well, just the journey from December to where, we, where we're at today and what your real estate business looks like today and, and uh, just how you've been able to grow this business. Because I understand your husband works with you now too, as well. Correct?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: I love it. All right. So why don't we start with, you know, uh, right, right at the beginning, right? So the last time we spoke, you were doing really well, sale by owners. That's okay. Don't worry. It's all good. Uh, what lead sources are you guys focused on now?
0: Um, so I mean, as everyone knows, the market's been really hot. So uh, the for sale by owners have been just selling on their own, I've gotten listing appointments. And then they said, Hey, Marlene, no need, we accept an offer ready. So it was a really stressful time, because I was focused on for sale by owners. Um, But and it's actually why I joined the group. But I had to change my mindset, you know, because I was thinking in a scarcity mindset, I was thinking, Oh, I should only attack for sale by owners, but this group offered so much more, um, you know, lead sources. So I changed my lead sources to for sale by owners to just cold calling, you know, everyone and everything. Um, But yeah, I I got, I did a few for sale by owner transactions in the very beginning. And I actually, I actually have some numbers that I wanted to share that I just, Um, so just from for sale by owners being in the business for less than a year, I've generated $51,000.
1: Wow! in um, GCI
0: and then um, from cold calling alone I've generated about ninety eight thousand dollars so about a hundred thousand dollars
1: that's phenomenal. so you have just by picking up the phone and calling people that you don't know through the new skill set that you've learned you've been able to generate is it a hundred and almost fifty thousand dollars in your less than your first year in real estate?
0: Yes, that's my GCI yes
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I mean that's phenomenal because, so many people get in this industry, Marlene, as you probably know, and they, they want to make the magic $100,000 a year. You've been able to do that not only in less than a year, but in your first year in the business. So let's talk about, you. Know, I guess, your mindset of how you're able to go out there and pick up the phone and call people that you don't know to generate business where so many realtors are so scared of that. Can you walk us through how you're able to overcome the fear and make it happen?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So I, you know, I still get scared. I'm sure everyone does still get uh, scared, but I just come more towards a value mindset, just like you were, you taught us, you know, you taught your students to just provide value. And I feel that them listening with me, I'm, I'm valuable, you know, and I'm, and I'm helping them. So coming from that value mindset, you're not bugging them. You're, you're helping them. So that's actually helped me overcome my call reluctance in many That's ways. That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you're exactly right. I think uh, you're right. A lot of people, if they're new to sales, especially, but but new to real estate, they think reaching out to people is bugging them. You're reaching out from the standpoint of, hey, are you looking to sell? And if so, it might make sense for us to get together. And then you're when you say providing value, I want to hear your definition of it because mine's uh, maybe the same, but I want to, cause so many people are like, well, what does that mean? Like, can you walk us through from your own words when you say provide them value? What does that mean to you?
0: Um, just being a resource for them. Hey, do you have any questions? Um, and not just, not just seeming like I just want to get the business. Of course I want to get the business, but I want to see them succeed any, in any way. So providing value, um, giving them updates about the market. Hey, this is what, what's going on. Um, did you have any offers? There were this many open houses in your area. Um, so that's where that's what I think is providing value for them.
1: Yeah. And I would just add to that, Like, and I'm sure you would probably agree, you take the approach and it's what I teach everybody to act as their real estate agent before you're their real estate agent. So that when the day comes where they decide to hire one, you're the obvious choice. Is that the approach you take?
0: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent, actually. I didn't yeah. think about, yeah, but that is.
1: That's exactly what you're talking about. When you're talking about providing value, you're treating people like clients before their clients. So they understand if they do hire Marlene, wow, we, we, we would love to work with you because we already know what it's like working with you because you've already been serving us. Would you agree?
0: I agree. A hundred percent. Yes.
1: Cool. So, all right. So you're working for sale by owners, you're doing circle prospecting. Let's talk about that for a second. I want to unpack that. So are you calling around listings that um, are selling with multiple offers or how are you, how are you building the list? I want to talk about that first. Like how do you figure out who to call? Because most new agents are like, well, who do I call? Then we'll talk about what you say, but let's first off really, really go deep on how do you create the list?
0: Okay. Yeah. That's a good question. So I, I call around my neighborhood, and then I call absence, absentee owners. We have a lot here in Hawaii, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I call um, hot neighborhoods. So neighborhoods that I see that have that are have a lot of listings, or uh, just a hot. I, I call hot neighborhoods, and I uh, get the list from my escrow company, um, and then Perfect. I. I hand it to some guy and that I have in Fiverr and he gives me the phone numbers. I plug it into Mojo dialer and then that's it. And then I just start
1: calling. Awesome. All right. So you're calling uh, in your neighborhood where you live because you don't Mm -hmm. want anybody in your hood, right? Like you want to list all your own houses. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I love it. Then you're calling one of the best listing lead sources right now, which is absentee owners. And then thirdly, you're calling hot neighborhoods and I, and I get it, but to define that for the audience, that means you're calling through neighborhoods where you know every time there's a house that gets listed there, buyers like gobble it up. Like they just go there because they just want to be there so bad. So you know if you get a listing there, it's gone with multiple offers. Is that what you mean by hot neighborhood? Yes, correct. Yeah. All right, cool. Have you have you really tracked your numbers for the 9 for the $100,000 you've created doing that alone this year? Do you have any more detailed numbers that you could share with us like with how many dials it took, how many conversations, how many appointments, stuff like that?
0: I actually don't. I need to get on that because I feel that would motivate me even more yes. just knowing that, okay, X amount of calls and then I get an appointment. Um, but I do, I do have a goal that I do make 10, I make, I try to make 10 contacts a day for my cold calling. So, and a contact for me is getting through the script and getting someone's uh, email information.
1: Wow, that's that that's strong. I mean, that's a strong definition of a contact because I thought you were going to leave it at getting through the script cuz I define a contact as having a conversation about selling real estate regardless of what happens, but you don't count it as a contact unless you get the outcome of generating a lead and they go into your database. Yes, yeah. So that's Wow. So, all right, hold on. This is this is a really key moment in this interview because let's talk about what that actually means. That means that... Let, let's let's look at, okay, how long does that typically take for you to accomplish the goal of 10... I'm going to call them leads because these are people who are going into the CRM, correct? They're going into the database? Right, right. All right. In order to do that, how long does that usually take, roughly? Uh, four hours. Okay. And it takes four hours because you're probably talking to... 30 to 40 people to yield you 10 opportunities is that right
0: right you're talking to people or you're just not getting picked up on
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you're, you're either you're making up on calls right and uh, you know what i always tell everybody is here, here's here's the numbers and how they usually work for every 60 minutes of making outbound prospecting phone calls you should be able to have 10 conversations so watch how the numbers just played for you. You It's taking you four hours, okay? So you're probably talking to in that four hours of making outbound calling attempts through Mojo is what you're using, correct? Mm-hmm. On the triple line dialer or single line? Triple. Triple line dialer. You are typically having 30 to 40 conversations in that three to four hours, which is that 10 contacts per hour. And then from those conversations, from conversation to lead generated, you're getting eight to 10 per day. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's phenomenal. I mean, that's a really good conversion rate. So now let's talk about how you're able to convert so high because typically, Marlene, we see a 10% conversion from contact to lead generated. So in four hours of calling, what we like to see as an agent have 40 conversations and four email addresses. So I want to unpack, you're getting 10 so mm-hmm. one of two things are happening: either a, your very your skills have really got better in nine months, which they probably have, and or I want to understand your definition of a lead and how somebody gets into the database. So first off, let's talk about skills. What are you saying to get these people to have a good conversation to essentially turn them into a listing? Because you've made a hundred grand. With a lead source that usually takes a long time to convert, like circle prospecting, you're able to convert, get listings, get them sold, all within nine months. So, what are you doing?
0: Um, I'm using your scripts. Actually, that's <laughs> what I'm doing, and I'm I'm mastering it. Um, I I like your opening script that you just released. Um,
1: I think it's the best opener ever. It's probably one of my best sales work. There's so much psychology in it. Can we role play it real quick, how you do it? And I'll role play it with you. Don't to put you on the spot, but are you good with that? You comfortable with that?
0: I I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. All
1: right. Cause I want people to hear this because I still, some of our coaching clients still fight me on this, but you're using it with great success. Would that be fair?
0: Yeah, I am.
1: All right. I want to hear how you deliver it and then I'll share with you how I deliver it. So uh, I'll be the prospect first. You be yourself and then I'll role play it back to you. Ready? So ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hello, Brandon. Yeah, this is Brandon.
0: Oh, hey, Brandon. Uh, this is Marlene. I'm not too sure now is actually the right time, but I was, you know, just hoping to tell you why I called. And then I guess you know you can decide whether or not uh, we need to further the conversation. Does that sound fair to you?
1: Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. And the reason why it was so good is because you did. De- okay, now I understand why you're getting these results. Your skills have come a long way. Most people, when they deliver it, especially in a role play sounds so scripted, like you're you, 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 yeah, you're really good because the way you deliver that so many people listening to this, they won't get it right. They'll look back at it. But once they really slow down and watch that rerun, re, rerun 10 times, there's a lot happening there. Like you're framing things, you're, you're making it more conversational. You're pausing at certain areas. You're using down swings. You're using upswings. You're listening for personality styles. Uh, you're being curious, which intrigues the prospect. You're doing all of those things at once, correct?
0: Yes, it's very powerful, actually. And just mirroring, matching. You said that's hello, so said. said hello. If you said, "Hey, girl," I'd be like, "Hey, girl." Yeah. So um, that's important too. And I feel matching people's energy because when I get sales calls and like, "Hi, Marlene," you know, just so high, and I'm like, "Hello." Yeah. It's just so mirroring, matching is important.
1: Yeah, it's it's you just. I mean, you took the words out of my mouth, like you know it's a salesperson and you get annoyed and you raise your level of resistance when you know, people aren't mirror matching, right? So uh, I'll just role play it back to you. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Marlene. Yes. Marlene, this is Brandon. I'm a local realtor and I'm not sure now's the right time, but I was hoping to tell you maybe why I called and then you can decide if we need to talk further. Fair enough. Um, okay. Yeah. And then it puts us in a position to ask essentially for what we want. So where do you take the conversation when you give the control back to the prospect and they say, yeah, sure. What's up? What do you take the conversation from there?
0: Okay. So sometimes people be like, um, okay. And I'd be like, okay, great. Just had to ask. Um, yeah, I was just curious. Do you sell on that property on Alba drive? I do. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I was just curious if you'd consider selling that property while the market is so high, as I mean, I'm mean, i sure you're aware of, um, if you get a really good offer. And of course, if it made sense to you and your family.
1: Got it. I love it. So yeah, you're just nailing the script. And a lot of people are responding positively to that, obviously, right? Yeah, that's good. So of the listings you're getting through this strategy, how many come from True absentee owners versus the circle prospecting. That's the thing I'm really curious about. If you had to guess, the 100K with like non fisbos where where does it come from? If you had to break it down,
0: so the 100K comes from circle prospecting, actually.
1: So no absentee owners at all. No. Okay. Oh,
0: no, actually, I have I have one that I just signed yesterday, so one
1: now. Okay, so that's the call that I'm that I really want to share with the audience of like how you're essentially taking somebody who has not raised their hand they're not an absentee owner they're a regular homeowner right how are you able to convert these into listings i believe so fast because typically with circle prospecting it takes 6 to 12 months of nurturing them because you're talking to them so up far on the up the funnel but tell me your strategy and how you're able to convert these into listings so quickly
0: um, well, usually I'll ask, you know, that question, um, Oh, I was just curious if you'd consider and they'll be like, mm, no. And I, and I would ask, I, I feel that that's just a immediate response and they're like, okay. So, um, would you ever consider possibly selling in the future? Yep. And then, then they'll actually give you a little bit more truth They'll be like, well, yeah, I actually, I have to, um yeah, I I actually have to move next year. I have a job in California. I'm PCSing, whatever it is. We actually have a lot of people that are moving in and out of the island. Sure. Yeah.
1: Got it. Okay. So, okay. Now that makes sense. Um, And the other thing that you probably have learned in doing this is what you just said, which is the first time a prospect gives you some type of objection, not to take it literally the first time, because that's just a reflex, correct? Yes. Yes. That's like walking into the, in the department store and, and someone saying, how can I help you? And we always respond with, no, I'm just looking, right? That's the same thing. And then the person is at the cash register 90 seconds later buying something. It's like, but you were just looking. No, no, that was just a reflex. So that's what you're talking about. That's what we try to teach agents when they call. So, all right, that makes sense. So you, I think a big piece of this, as far as next steps goes, is when you generate the opportunity right? And the person says, yeah, we're thinking about doing something in the future. Tell us your lead follow-up and how you're able to convert them into a listing appointment. This is where 90% of the industry is just dropping the ball. Like They just don't know how to follow up. They have no systems for it. So what do you do?
0: So I have been trying to hone on my systems uh, because in the beginning, I feel like when you're a new agent, you're just scrambling and trying to figure out what do I do or what's my schedule and so uh, I just changed my CRM. I'm using FollowUp Boss now. Love it. And I, it doesn't matter what CRM no. you use. Like you said, it just as long as you use it. So I like Follow-Up Boss. It's pretty for me, so I, I like to look at it. Um, and I have an action plan that I created just for my cold calling. So I actually so um, I I use the absentee owner script, and I'll I'll send ask them if they wanna you know, a price analysis. So what I do is I send them a price analysis and then I send a bomb bomb with that price analysis. And I'm like, hey, it's Marlene. As promised, I have attached a price analysis to this email as well as a CMA, which is a comparative market analysis. So you can see, you know, what's going on in your neighborhood. I'll circle back with you in a few days and go over with more detail. So I'll send that out. Yep. And then I'll call them in a few days and I'll say, hey, did you get the price analysis? Just seeing if you had any questions on that. And then um, they'll say yes or no. And then from there, I'll kind of gauge if they're a long term nurture or if they're a hot prospect by that second phone call. And then I'll change my strategy um, from there. If they're hot, then I'm calling them every few days. If they're long term, then it's like 30 to 90 days.
1: Got it. I love it. I love it. And yeah, the bomb, bomb video is making you stand out. And the thing with this strategy is there's no competition like there is with a for sale by owner or an expired listing where you have so many people going after the same opportunity. You probably rarely, if ever, have competition with going through this strategy. Am I right?
0: That's actually a really good question. So I don't have any... Comp- so the resistance isn't as high when you're on the phone. But if they're getting ready to actually list, the competition gets pretty high. I've been in listing presentations where they're like, I've already talked to five realtors, so I don't really want to talk to another one. But then I just push for that appointment.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, what's so interesting about our business is the the further somebody is out from selling, the less competition. That's why so many agents go after for sale by owners and expireds because they're all like the hot prospects, but it's very competitive. So I think you have a nice balance of both. Um and I love hearing the chickens in the background. That's great. Sorry. Are those yours? No, don't be sorry. I love it. Are those yours? They're my neighbors?
0: neighbors. We have a lot of chickens in Hawaii. Yeah.
1: Are you do you get eggs for free?
0: No, we don't. But we do have an egg farm.
1: Okay, a local that's an egg good.
0: Farm, so it's cool. Yeah,
1: I love it. I love it. And the other thing I like about it, I guess I don't want to assume, but. Unlike going after maybe a for sale by owner or an expired where maybe the, to get a full commission is a lot harder. Are you finding that these are easier to get a full commission on?
0: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Because with the first sale by owners, the reason why they're selling is because they want a lower commission. I mean, That's they don't right. want a commission usually. Yep. Not at all times though. Right. Not all times. My first FISBO, he just, uh, I don't know. His sister just threw it up there and he wanted to sell. He just didn't have a realtor at the time. And that was a million dollar listing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I would agree with you. I mean, this is why like, and that's why I'm so excited to be launching our new program, Listing Agent Academy, where we teach all of the lead sources and not just for sale by owners. Like people know me as like the Fizbo guy, but I'm like... Dude, that's just a small little portion of like what your business can look like. And you said it at the beginning of the podcast, like you changed your mindset of like, you were just focusing on Fizbo's and you're like, wait a minute, if I go after additional lead sources, and that's exactly what you've been able to do to take your income from 50K to 150K in less than 12 months. So that's great. Now I want to just now transition to the appointment. Okay. So we talked about generating the opportunity. We talked about lead follow-up. Now let's talk about lead conversion at the appointment. Can you give us a couple of tips or things that you do at the appointment to secure the listing?
0: So before I go on the uh, appointment, I actually pre-qualify all of the um, the prospects or the clients. So yep. I ask them a list of questions before I go there. So I kind of know where we're at and what objections I need to handle at the listing. So um, did you want me to share with you some of the questions that I asked?
1: Yeah, I love it. And so are you using, are you using our upfront listing agreement pre-qualification or, or, or different questions? Let's, let's talk about which ones you're asking.
0: Um, I'm using ones from my previous broker.
1: Yeah, cool, perfect. Let's hear them.
0: So um, I sorry, I'm not too sure which one. I'm sure it's similar though. So I usually ask um, you know what would you like to list your home for real estate? realistically ask that question because is price going to be a problem when we get in there? Are you interviewing more than one agent? Um, And then, you know, I just go down the list rating. Oh, how would you rate your house? What would you do to make it a 10? And then at the ending, which is my golden question is, um, you know, Brandon, when I see you tomorrow and what if what I say makes sense and you feel that I can put the most money in your pocket, would you, Would you agree to list with me when we meet tomorrow at six o'clock?
1: Love it. I love it. And people, and what do people, people typically, how do they typically respond to that?
0: So yes, absolutely. And if it's a no, I need to, I actually, and it's a no, Oh no, I'm still, you know, I have other agents I'm interviewing, so I'm not going to sign tomorrow. So that, that tells me, okay, great. Well, let's move our uh, listing appointment to next week. You meet with those agents and don't sign anything. Cause I, I think that you can find value in what I offer, but just so you have something to compare it to meet with those agents and I'll meet with you after.
1: Love it. Great strategy. Great strategy. I love it. Um, uh, all right, cool. So now you, you mentioned off air before we started the, the, the show that your husband's working with you. How has that dynamic been and, and what is he doing and what are you focused on?
0: That's a really good question. So, um, my husband, in the beginning, he never, he hasn't given me any leads. So some people think that he's giving me leads because he's been in the business for five years, but everything that I've generated, it's been on my own. Love I've it. generated these leads, but I've used my husband as a resource. So when we, now, when we go into listing up, we go to listing premises together. Smart. Because I, what I'm finding is it's usually husband and wife when we're going in. So it's like, I can build rapport with the wife. He can build rapport with the husband and it's awesome because objection handling, you know, I'll be like, Justin, do you want to answer that if I can get stuck? So yeah, having him is very, very uh, valuable. He actually um, is in, he's actually taking the Fisbo course as we speak. So when I, When I first started this, uh, you know, working with you, he he was uh, you know, encouraging for me, but he didn't, you know, do any of the courses or, you know, read any of the scripts. And, you know, I didn't tell him to, but I feel that actions speak louder than words. He sees me and my success. And you know, men, they don't like to be told what to do. Egos, so egos,
1: you know? egos, egos, egos. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I don't tell him, like, you need to do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah. no, he's actually doing it and he's actually calling FISBO. So he's taking over the FISBO side now.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you're you're the way you you're it's so funny. Like, you're so smart and intelligent, and you really get it. Because it's like, yeah, you your husband just saw you make 150K in nine months, where I don't know what you were doing before real estate, but he's probably like Wow, maybe I don't know it all. Maybe my wife is the one that knows it all, and I should be listening to her more. You know, and like mm-hmm. you said, you didn't have to say a word. You know, you didn't have to say a word. It was just all your actions. And so, I mean, you you deserve a lot of credit for what you've been able to accomplish. So good for you. Um, now, and that's a good segue and a good place for us to end. Let's talk about advice. You know, I think a lot of agents will watch this and really be inspired by like seeing what you've been able to do in nine months there are, I'm telling you, there's there's hundreds of thousands of, of new agents in their first year, just like you, that are on the verge of quitting every single day that have made no money, like zero money. And you're sitting here doing this in nine months, making 150. Probably, where are you going to end up Like with your pendings and closings? Are you going to end up 175, 200? Probably,
0: yeah, probably close to 200.
1: Okay. So, I'm going
0: to hit 200 actually.
1: Yeah. All right. Awesome. So what advice would you give to agents in their first year to duplicate your results?
0: The advice I would give is to be a hunter, just keep hunting, keep looking for that next deal. Um, Create a schedule. I have been into time blocking. So creating a a consistent schedule of when you're going to call and just pick up the phone and call. Even if you don't have it all together, you didn't memorize the script. I didn't memorize script. I didn't even go through the whole physical program before I started going out. You learn what by doing. So just go out and just do it and you'll learn from, from there.
1: Yeah. I love it. Love it. Great advice. And then last question I have for you um, is, is what has been the biggest impact or takeaway uh, or the biggest thing you've learned through the work that you and I have done together? Would you say, if you had to point it to one thing?
0: Ooh, that's hard because there's so, there's so much, um, the biggest thing, um, I think the, one of the biggest things that I, that I learned right now, I would say, and this was to how to, how to find leads. Honestly, that's, that's really important. How to find leads, how to convert the leads. That's, that's been huge. Um, you know, when I, when I entered the program, I I actually used like my unemployment check to pay for this program, yeah. and wow. um, and I I got my result. I got ten times more than what I paid for. Even in the thirty days when I closed that million dollar listing, right there, I got my investment back, and I'm still getting my investment back. So I'm just forever grateful for this program.
1: Yeah, well, that means a lot. I mean, it really does. Like when you just said that, I mean, it was just like, gosh, this is just a good reminder for me of why I just keep pushing forward. And I just love your advice of like being a hunter. I think that's it. Like I always say that too. Like that's the thing that I think separates the people that win in this business and don't, and yes, it's a simple thing, but I think too many agents come into this business and they're waiting around, waiting for something to happen, waiting for people to call them. It's just never going to happen. Like if you're just not going to be a hunter and you cannot accept the fact that you have to go out there and, talk to strangers and generate business. This is just not the business for you and it's okay, but I think people have to accept that. Would you agree?
0: I agree a hundred percent. And I wish you get a dollar every time someone says they want to do real estate. I know it's not what you expect it. No, it's not. Mm -hmm.
1: No, it's not. So uh, are you guys talking about goals for 2022 yet? You and your husband?
0: We are, we're actually transferring brokerages. So I'm at a weird place right now, just transitioning. Um, But yeah, we want to double.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of, and and I, I was going to, I want to end it, but I, this is just a great, great conversation. Hopefully you have just another minute or two. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what kind of lifestyle does that, you know, give you guys in Hawaii, if you're making three, five hundred thousand $500,000 $500, a year, like, could you explain to us that don't never been to Hawaii? Like, what is that? What kind of lifestyle would that provide you? Hawaii is like super
0: expensive. That's
1: what I thought. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, you get to be, you get to not have two jobs.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's really expensive. And I yeah, our average single family is a million now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so um, so it's so we get to live average lives and I get to live where I've where I've been born. I get to so many people are leaving Hawaii. It's really sad because they can't afford to live here. Okay. Many native clients. So this income that I'm having, I can stay where I'm at in my where
1: I grew up, that's amazing. And when you walk out of your home, like, are you right by the water? Like, could you see the ocean?
0: I'm actually 20 minutes from the ocean. I'm I'm in the the mountain.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What are the What are taxes like? Like on a regular single family? If it's a million to buy, what are the annual property taxes on that? Roughly?
0: Actually, our, um, annual property taxes are really low. We're like the second lowest in in the United States.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I think ours. Where it's like seven hundred thousand, I think, or it's like sixteen hundred a, a wow. year. Wow. Yeah, our, right. our
1: taxes are low. So that's good. So prices are high, but your taxes are low. Like where I'm, we're in Michigan. You know, half a million dollar house taxes could be twelve thousand a year, thousand a month just for taxes. Yeah. So that's an interesting, you know, wow. dynamic. So because it kind of offsets, you know, mm-hmm. so you can get a seven hundred thousand dollar house in Hawaii but your taxes are only two grand. Well, okay. That's kind of evens it out a little bit. What about, what about insurance though? Is insurance very, very expensive because you're next to the water?
0: No, so I'm not next to the water. Um,
1: But for the people that are, I mean, or just just generally generally speaking. Yeah. Tell me like, what do you guys pay for homeowner's insurance?
0: That's actually a really good question. I really don't know. (laughs) I think it's four to 500, I think. Oh my
1: gosh. That's, oh, a month, a month.
0: Or I don't know.
1: Okay. That's all right. I'd be, it. I'd be curious to know, but cool. All
0: right. But yeah, last... when you're closer to the water. Yeah, definitely. You can pay a lot more.
1: Yeah. All right. Last question. Are you and your husband coming to our first live summit, October 28th, 29th? Come on. Where are you at Marlene? I really want to go. I live all the way in Hawaii. I know. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> no, I actually, yeah, I possibly might be there uh, giving out macadamia nuts.
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs> I mean, and if not this year, I mean, you just, you just have such a nice future ahead of you guys. I'm so excited for you. Uh, I'm thankful to be, you know, in your life and, 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 I'm thankful that you came onto the show again and pouring back into, into the business. So thank you so much. And, uh, maybe we'll do this again in another year from now. Would that be fair?
0: Yes. That'd be awesome. I'd Hold me it. accountable. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I will Marlene. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy your weekend. Okay. Thank you. For more tips and
0: advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.